Okay, it is September 13th, 2022, and basically the pandemic is over in most people's mind thinking that I'm not going to wear a mask anymore, I'll risk it, and if I get it, I get it, because I've been vaccinated 72 times already, so I have enough strength to get away from it, and I've had bad colds, so I can deal with it kind of environment. So that's... That's the medical report. <laughs> We've uh, been away from these podcasts and we need to get back to it. And now there's been an obvious market shift from insanity to what we're going to tell you today based on different markets. Uh, with me is Rene Perez, Jr., licensed real estate salesperson in California, soon to be a broker if he ever takes the test. You're working <laughs> on that, right? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll do it after the podcast. How's that? Yeah, after the podcast, that could be the rest of time. But (laughs) no, no worries. Uh, So we are Riva. We are the best priced, fixed priced, full, 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 full service brokerage that we know of. Right? (laughs) Uh, In the States. And uh, this is actually going to be official in the next couple of weeks and soon enough in mexico so we've got a lot of yep. stuff going on here a lot of a lot of updates really and we can also we can see the the rebrand of the bird there right we got away from that old yeah well we have a we have a new um well i guess it's really the first little mascot um that i've done uh we opened in this company in 2017 and had logos but never had a logo with a mascot on it and that is the toucan in three different colors and you'll notice on the toucan there's a circle where his wings are so the idea is that he's we've upgraded the toucan to turbocharge so it's actually jets in there there's there's a jet engine um so it's kind of to make us different because we're a little different than everybody else and we like it that way um so we've been working in the markets, primarily the Bay Area, and I mean the whole Bay Area, the big circle around it, L.A. to Orange County, a little bit of San Diego, and this general Seattle area. And we went through the real estate, I don't know what you want to call it, lunacy, Uh, Over the past couple of years where people killing each other to get houses and overpaying by gazillions of dollars. And now what has changed is the interest rates have gone up. Inflation has hit. The media loves to just splurt out all the bad news every day. And so what's happened, especially in California, is instead of 30 people downloading the disclosures and are interested in 15 of them submitting offers you got maybe 10 people interested and three people submitting offers to and i'm talking generically here to the kind of houses that are in very good school districts and in very good condition and now um repriced and by the way the realtors have all kinds of words for how they've lowered the prices repricing is one thing uh what's the other one uh transparent pricing and that's that's the big one right it's like 
Yeah, well, I, I love and I hate that concept, right? It's it's like it, real estate should be where you, you put – it's like when you go to the store, you go to the grocery store. You don't look at tomatoes um, or bread and say, okay, I'm going to go and, and purchase this. And then it turns out that you have to pay $5 more, right? You, you kind of know what you're going to pay for. And, and that's that's how real estate should be. Uh, but I mean, and I can tell you all day long about the open houses that I went to last weekend, but it's like, oh yeah, we, we have changed the price to transparent pricing. Well, okay. What does that mean? That it's means they were lying beforehand, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's the, this idea where uh, listing agents want to put a house up for sale for a, a price that's two, three hundred a thousand dollars below what the sellers and what the comps are saying so then a lot of people go to this property thinking wow this is a great price and it's a stupidly crazy uh bidding war that's unnecessary because the offers you get are going to be lower than what you would actually accept so it's it's like yeah that works and you're you're wasting real estate agent and buyers time writing up agreements that are never going to happen yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of real estate agents just have no idea that they're going to lose because they're untrained, they're new, or they just don't have a clue as to what's actually happening in the market. But let's let's go through some of the markets. And I want to start with Palo Alto. I, I think it's a nine or eight square school district i mean it's really good it is the capital of the silicon valley it's where all the cool kids live and we had after the drop and by the way this all peaked like march april uh so i think this was like in june or july that we had a house that somebody wanted to bid on the listing price was like four eight we bid like five three, and it ended up going what like five six or something like that. I think it went close to six million. Oh, it really? I mean, yeah. like house, you know, you could rebuild it in somewhere else where the land was cheap for a hundred thousand bucks. But <laughs> you know, this is what people are doing. So there's not one thing that you got to know is there's not a lot more on the market in California like other places. So some people are just like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. I got to sell quick before it collapses kind of thing. Uh, and I'll get into a little later, the economics remind me to talk about that. So, so we can put in perspective between now and 08. Um, but the point is there's still all it takes is, you know, one or two people and they bid it up because they know other people are interested. And that's what you have to realize as a buyer. The buyers who've been looking for two years who didn't find anything didn't go away. They're still there. They're still looking because they still want to get into a school district. And that's what this market is all about, school districts. Um, and are willing to pay reasonable and then, in the case of Palo Alto, unreasonable numbers for the right place. So, you know, it's all about location. It's all about the property. It's all about the seller. So it's a combination of everything. It's not like you hear in the media, oh, because we've had a couple of people like this lately. Oh, I want to come in and I want to buy this house and I want to get it under list. 
well, dude, it's in a tent school district. It's a really nice house. And, you know, they've already had three offers on it. So, you know, no, it's not going to happen. Um, and the other part of this is that also people think they can now bid unprepared, which is also a massive mistake. Because if you want to get a property for a lower price, pretend you're the seller. Why should they take your bid at a lower price with you having a 17-day mortgage contingency and a 14-day inspection contingency, having a pre-qualification that some loan officer said, yeah, you're okay, and gave you some letters based on nothing? You're not in a good position to tell the seller, you know, I want a cheaper price. But if you come up with a cheaper price and you say to the seller, look, I'm waiving the mortgage. I'm waiving the inspections or I'm only going to do inspections in a very short period of time if they haven't done them. And I'm waiving the appraisal value and I'll close in 17 days. But in return for that, you're going to take 50,000 less. And you know what? A seller would say, you know what? His mortgage is clear. I don't have to worry about anything. And we'll get, I'm going to get through the inspection with anybody. And yeah, I'll just take this offer and get it out. And, and, you know, so the, the biggest thing there is, I mean, there's there's a lot of, quote unquote, fear in the air, right? People uh, are getting out of contracts. They're using the contingencies to to, to leave the deal, to try to over negotiate deals. I mean, and, and, I, and I've had these conversations in the last two weeks with agents, you know, almost every other day about how, look, in the other markets, we were really focused on the higher price, really, and we could do that. But right now, if I get a if I get a clean deal where I don't have to worry about the mortgage stuff being done, I don't have to worry about uh, the inspections and 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 I think and I think some agents have been pre, uh, a little bit better in doing inspections. I'm starting to see more foundation inspections and more mold reports in the newer listings that I've seen because okay. because I, I mean this is not a market where you want to go under contract. In a, you know, in a in a more limited pool of buyers, and then have to go back to market, right? So, you know, agents are not going to accept. I mean, I, I, I would not suggest you taking any offers, you know, if they're going to be on their list, and then with all these bunch of contingencies everywhere. So, that's the so biggest. You, yeah, because what you should counter with, if I represent a seller, I would say to them, look, let's counter at the. You got two choices. Either you we raise the price to what we want with all your stupid contingencies, or you waive them and I'll take your price. And so go back to the buyer and let them choose. And then they're like humming, 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 because you know this is their secret negotiating ploy. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. And no disrespect to anyone, but we get buyer clients that well, not clients, prospects that call us. And they think they know everything and they think they know how to negotiate. And this is the way they always negotiate and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't work. It's got to adjust to the specific market, to the specific seller, even to the specific real estate agent, because sometimes that can make a difference. Uh, And it's how it's presented and everything you've got to present with it. So we can go on with this forever, but let's move on. Uh, We're talking about Palo Alto. Um, and kind of just stretching out to the other areas in the peninsula that are 
of the higher price nature, the uh, Los Altos, Woodside, Atherton, Woodside, mm-hmm. right, Cupertino, and the parts of Sunnyvale, it, it, where the good schools are close to Apple. Apple's now going to have people back. I hear they said everybody's going to be back on Tuesday and Thursday, and it's up to the manager to pick the third day. If you got a manager that says Monday or Friday, go look for another job. Because <laughs> like it's it's like okay, I got to be in three days a week. That means that house I bought in Santa Cruz, I could come up to the city, you know, close to where we are. Maybe like get an Airbnb or a hotel for two nights, make life easier, so you don't have to commute. But if he does it Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I mean, come on. I mean, anyway, that's just evil. That's just evil. <laughs> just evil. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so moving on. Um, so those areas are still going to have multiple bids on the nice houses price right. And the idea is you want to see a house super fast and you want to bid on it super fast. Sometimes they have bid dates. Sometimes they take them as they come. Even with a bid date, uh, we, we are seeing people just submitting offers. Because if you blow the doors off the seller, there's no rule that they have to have bid. They just cancel it. Say, we got a great offer and we took it. So, you know, the whole... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let me just finish one thought on just price. And everybody, uh, I don't want to overpay. You know, unfortunately, you want to live somewhere if you want to be in in the peninsula and South Bay and East Bay, San Francisco, I mean, the Bay Area, generically, you got to pay to play. And interest rates are going to come down. Uh, nobody's massively laying off from any major companies, Meta, Apple, Google, et cetera, Salesforce. Stuff will always go back up in value. It might take two, three years. It's just a matter of time. But most people are buying this house knowing they're going to live there 10, 15 years. So the fact that you overpaid by 20 grand, it doesn't matter in the long, long, long run. And by the way, just the quick commercial, and then we'll go back to Renee, is you have to use to buy the house with. So, you know, a million-dollar house, yeah, you got 15, 20, you got 40, 50 on a $2 million house to play with. Give it back to the seller in your offer. Your offer's that much better. It's... It's money that's completely tax-free no matter how you use it. And it just makes sense to just do it. It blows everybody else's doors away because they're all forced to pay their broker 2.5%, which in us, we're fixed fee of 97.50. Anyway, go on, Rene. Yeah, and, and, you know, there, yeah and I'm going to say there's a little bit of everything, right? I mean, uh, to put it as an example, I went to a uh, party maybe uh, two weeks ago at a $20 million house in Atherton. And I mean, you walk in and sure, it's a beautiful house. But when you're in the $20 million range, you're just playing the guessing game. You're not even doing accurate comps. And I walk in and it's like, it's overpriced. It just, it's overpriced. And what happened, uh, I think yesterday, they lowered the listing for 3 million. So you're still, even in these markets, yes, you're still going to see you know, things that are overpriced and what's going to happen. They're going to stay in the market 20, 30 days. Now, even if they are overpriced because 
the homeowners are more than likely higher incomes, that means that they probably don't need to sell unless they're over leveraged in their other, you know, financial pursuits. Um, and, 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 and even when the house isn't up to standards where it's not moving, where like the floors are, you know, really scratched and the pool is not functional, you're paying for the land. And that's what, that's what some people, you know, sometimes don't, don't realize. It's like, yes, if the property, and we saw this maybe with the, with someone earlier this week, uh, we were running comps and it's like, yeah, if it was, it was updated and renovated, it would be 1.9. Okay. Well, the property right now, it's, uh, it's not functional. It's almost, it's barely livable. Okay. Well, it's still going to be around 1.3 just because you're paying for the land. Um, so it's, it's, Obviously, it's not a it's a case to case, um, and this is going to be a market where we have to you know take a deeper dive of what of, at what's going on, and that's kind of the bottom line there. Um, so, yep, totally. I mean, the, pre, the the California premium, that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, and it's the land value, but don't think you can get the land value physically appraised for that. Is is the other thing? So, because lots are all over the place. There's not many lots. And that's the other thing about Northern California, especially there's nowhere to build and there's nowhere in great locations to build massive amounts of houses. The building is going to come far in the East Bay, you know, little here and there's and San Jose and stuff like that. So that's why values are just going to continue to go up, especially for single family. That's 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 what we're talking about, people, by the way, single family detached great schools. Oh, oh, the East Bay. Uh, oh, the East Bay. Did you see? I mean, they hit, I think they hit like a 120 uh, degree weather uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I could I could not do that. Um, so one suggestion for everybody, you know, in the last couple of weeks when everybody was melting in this uh, heat wave, I was nice and cozy in the foggy San Francisco. So it's like, you know... People are people are not you know people are sleeping on San Francisco. I was on um, seventy degree weather while everybody else was uh, melting. So yeah, uh, I'm 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 down in LA at the beach area, and it still got up to high eighties, low nineties at worst because you have some breeze coming in. Mm-hmm. But you know, it got uncomfortable. But it, it, obviously, you live near the coast, you're going to get the coastal breezes and the coastal weather. It's a beautiful thing, but you pay for it. Yeah. No, so, yeah. <laughs> that's the bottom line. And the quick economic thing, while I remember that, let, let's compare this event, whatever, we're not calling our recession yet, to 08, 09, 2010, et cetera. What happened there was a, a, something you had to dig out from that was massive. You took an entire industry that had been lying, cheating, faking, and stealing from people about the 1% stupid mortgage. Uh, and you had tons of them out there and crappy paper. Here's my question. Didn't Alan Greenspan and Ben Bernanke understand how bad these loans were? You know, I blame them for the whole thing. How brilliant are they? Not brilliant enough to figure that out, and they should have regulated the hell out of those things. Anyway... So what happened was you had people losing their houses left and right. And that caused everything to go down the tubes, down the toilet. And you had new industries that has spring up with short sales, 
people and then the foreclosure people who normally you know do one deal a month we're doing a hundred so they had to gear up what's happened here was actually really good i gotta give everybody credit when the crap hit the fan they they had the the rental embargo and they had the mortgage embargo so they said look don't you don't have to pay your mortgage payment this was even on investment property until you know they stop doing this and we'll just add those payments onto the back end of the mortgage so if it goes for a year instead of a 30-year mortgage you got a 31-year mortgage and you had a year off of payments that saved the economy from collapse that would have been like 0809 so now it's a matter of we have two jobs two people available for every job i mean there's plenty of jobs the economy is actually good People are still spending money and they're just freaking out about housing. Inflation's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for August. I, I predict it's, it, 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 this is the peak. This is absolutely inflation peak because things are starting to open up. Things are starting to get produced quicker. Prices are coming down. Gas prices are coming down. And Putin's losing. And the, the you know, mark this date down in your calendars, kids, that I said the inflation is over. So 12, 18 months from now, we're going to be back in a situation where the economy is still going to be chugging along. The rates are going to be coming down because we don't have the inflation. And then things are going to build back up and we're going to get more consumer confidence. And then people are going to come back and buy. And then it's going to get a little crazier again. So by 2024, it should be Looney Tunes again. It because of the supply because here's one thing about the supply people like living here so they're not moving so it's got to be a darn good reason you know job may make a difference now because people are going back to work so there might be more people moving to seattle to take a job with somebody up there and need to buy a house and need to sell a house down in california um there's there's a lot of people moving who will move, and we're talking more people in condos and townhouses, will move uh, because they don't have to be anywhere, so they move to Seattle or to Texas because there's no state income tax, and if you're making three, 400 grand, that's a big chunk of money that California takes, and so they're, they're losing those kind of people. Condos and townhouses, pretty much all of them, you know, you can get at list price or maybe below because they're not selling like single families with the exception of a small place in Fremont that we seem to get, <laughs> we've gotten tickled on two of them in a row where they went a little bit over, which was unusual. So, um, so that's the quick economic lesson. Um, oh, let's talk about some other place. Let's talk about San Francisco itself. And Rennie, you can talk to this, better than I, because we just had a listing that sold there, which was a goofy property. But you've seen traffic on some of this other stuff that we've been trying to get for our buyers. So what's yeah, up there? I mean, so the San Francisco market, I mean, it's it's a market that was really hit by the pandemic, right? And and, and now we kind of talk about the pandemic as if it's over, um, but it's the, the recovery isn't quite there in the actual condo uh, townhomes in San Francisco. It, it, it never really came back. Uh, now for single family houses, uh, it, it's it's a different type of market because in San Francisco, you'll find a lot of 
unpermitted uh, items. You'll find things that are attached, you know, with no parking. So it's it's going to be a, a matter of what type of house it is. I mean, obviously, I'm kind of repeating myself here again, but it's it's um, a lot of renters. I mean, in the last maybe two or three days, um, what I'm starting to see is quite a good amount of people saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to San Francisco. Do you know of any rentals?" So as you know, let's say the market completely shifts into the only only being a buyer's market. That's going to be fine because people are still going to need to rent and live in San Francisco. So it isn't like, a oh, everybody left San Francisco forever. No, there's there's plenty of people here. Um, I personally have seen a good amount of layoffs in the tech world. So I'm I'm a little I, my, my mindset on the way that the uh, economy is going is a little bit different than Fred's. Um, we won't, we won't go too deep in that because obviously Fred's Mr. 40, 50 years in of experience. Um, and I was a baby in 08, so don't really have much to say there, but, but it's, it's, there's, there's, there's a lot of people looking to rent and people that have been renters for a long time that want to make the move, uh, to owning, uh, their, their first house. A lot of people in the, in the 800 K range. I mean, that's a, I mean, we, we had. I mean, when it came down to it in our listing, we had a good five, six offers in the in the 700K range, right? So people are just kind of getting there and it's just not enough for a single family house. Well, let, you know what, let me, let me input something here that's important. Um, the new Fannie Mae uh, limits and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are the quasi-governmental organizations that buy all the pretty much all of the loans that are called conventional loans under their maximum amount. So the max is seven is now going to 715,000 nationwide, but in, in certain parts of uh, California, San Francisco and LA and the Bay area, but not in San Diego, it's a little lower. The number now for a single family house is 1,073,000. And from that number, you can put 3% down, 5% down. I mean, if you get to five because of the mortgage insurance, you want to do that. Um, So 5% down brings in a lot more buyers. Um, It's kind of crazy. And and obviously, uh, the interest rate is going to be actually a little better with a loan over 80% loan to value. Why? Because you're paying mortgage insurance and the mortgage insurance company is taking the risk. So the lender says, Hey, this is less risk for us. So we'll give you a better deal. So a lot of people don't realize that, but with the PMI, it makes it different. The PMI comes off when you get to 78% loan to value of off the original value, the original sale price, uh, or Depending on the mortgage insurance company and the lender, you can sometimes get it off with appraisals. Maybe you have to hold it at least two years. So I'm not going to go into the details, but if you have PMI, you know, it might be a temporary thing because values continue to go up in San Francisco and the Bay Area. And it's just that number is insane with the small amount of down payment you have because you go a dollar over that, you got to put at least 10% down with some lenders, but the majority of them to get the good deals are 20% at, you know, the, at the banks. So 
now, I mean, I could see we do mortgages too. So, and we get pre fully underwritten pre-approvals in two, three days on these conventional deals. And by the way, we're fixed fee there. Just a, the wholesale price we get plus thirty-seven fifty, and yes, the lender can pay it, so you don't have to pay it. But that's what we make. Every every mortgage company has to tell you what they make, and it's fixed. One and a half percent is usually what most companies do, but we're fixed because we're fixed. Um, but where was I going with this? So, <laughs> yeah, the loan amount. I mean, that's going to make a difference um, between also people thinking about renting or buying if they see there's value there and the, the value is places like San Francisco, you know, the condos, I, I haven't priced them yet, but I mean, you still get a decent one bedroom for six fifty. you know, downtown, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, near, near the train station. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what kills you, know. you like, what kills you in those condos are the freaking HOA fees. You know? Yeah, I know. Well, they got five elevators and they got, people downstairs and they got enormous insurance yeah 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 whatever yeah hoas are non-profits i mean the only place you can really skim is the management fee um and that's now changing around i know at uh popper homes they're trying to buy up hoa management companies Mm -hmm. crazy uh because those guys are just in you think your real estate agents in the dark ages, these guys invented the dark ages. <laughs> oh, you know? I, I mean, you know, why does it take 15 days to get a package of documents? They already have that they don't need to update. Cause they're already updated. You tell me mm-hmm. and charge $500 to do it. Yeah. It's no, crazy. It's really management companies are just ridiculous and you know, got to do everything in paper and nothing's digital. So that age is slowly coming to an end, hopefully. Yeah. So I want to I want to go back to the to the mortgages oh, yeah, a, uh, a bit. Uh, so so here's my thought, right? And and I I think to a certain extent, and just wait till I finish the statement, Fred. I I think mortgage rates are going to get to seven percent, but that doesn't mean that it means anything, because if thirty year fixed weeks seven uh, percent, you don't take uh, a thirty year fixed mortgages. You take an arm loan, so I think uh, yeah, five or seven. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you want to kind of talk a little bit about that, Fred, because the media is going to tell you, oh, we've reached seven, and I mean, even if you were to hit some crazy thing like ten, it doesn't really mean anything, right? Well, if it gets to ten, it really means something. Yeah, we are so rude. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, everything is. If you notice, like, there's no like the the mortgage rate you know they take this average thing and whatever the mortgages change all the time just like stocks do now they don't change you know every minute for every you know 23 basis points or something they change when there's a movement in the market you know a big movement one way or the other so but i've had three four rate changes in one day on some crazy ass day um so the other thing you can do with the rates and why it's not as bad is if you use our rebate here, you notice how I have the, all of our ads kind of just into our conversation as opposed to separate ads where we split up time. So if you use the rebate, you can use it towards buying down the interest rate. So as I said, there's not the rate you can get, and I'm just making these numbers up. If you have 5% with no points, 
you can get five and a quarter and the lender will give you $3,000 towards closing costs. So that's one way to cut down on your fees by paying a higher rate. But also, if you want four and a half percent, maybe the lender charges you upfront fees to, to lower the rate. And those are called points, which are fully tax deductible uh, on a purchase for your primary or secondary residence. Please check with your accounting professional. But you take our money, well, not our money, the rebate money, really, you're paying for it. You're paying the seller for it. They're giving it back to use and use it, you know, say it's 10 grand to get four and a half, use the 10 grand. The 10 grand now becomes a tax deduction, even though you didn't physically pay for the tax deduction. It's one of the best tax deductions out there. Um, And then you got four and a half percent, so you don't feel as bad. You can do the same on an arm. If the arm's at four and a half, but you can buy it down to four, great. Do that too. And then you don't feel bad when you refi and maybe roll some closing costs in to get the lower rate. You know, on a million dollar loan, rate goes down by a quarter with no closing costs. It pays to refinance. So I had my share of addicted refinanciers <laughs> during the last rundown. Um, but, you know, it, it, there are ways to not make it feel as bad. And we just tell everybody, stop listening to the news because it's so generic. It means nothing for this individual market. And even the local papers like to grandize how one little thing is amazing or bad. You know, talk to a professional, talk to somebody who does it every day for a living and look at the individual deals and figure out your individual monthly payment. Just don't go by the headlines. Um, one other market I know you wanted to cover, Renee, is Sacramento. So I'll, I'll let you just fly on that because I have not much, not much knowledge. Oh, 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 Sacramento. Yeah, I mean, so oh, oh, Sacramento. Uh, never going there again. Um, so you know, during the pandemic, one of the things that, and I mean, before even before the pandemic, I actually, so I used. Let's go back a little more. I used to live in Sacramento, and what I what I would hear a lot is. A lot of people who would live in Sacramento and commute to go to work in San Francisco. And when the pandemic happened, a lot of people just decided to, you know, move to Sacramento. I mean, we, we actually had a few uh, of our clients who were selling properties and going out to the um, Sacramento area. So anyway, I was out there this weekend and it's there's a there's a shift in obviously a dramatic change from like the Bay Area where it's like location, location, location. Everybody wants to be here to Sacramento where prices are uh, much lower than the Bay Area. So you see an average price of around 500K for a single family detached house with a, a 7,000 square foot uh, lot size. And you probably get no money down too. That's the other thing. Yeah, no, I mean, these are great deals. I mean, if you're if you're a, a new homeowner, you know, I know that San Francisco is is nice and shiny, but I went to a lot of properties that were really just nice and clean out there. So for 500K, I mean, it's me living in San Francisco. Yeah. I'm like, wow, it's pretty much free. Uh, let, me, let me pay it in cash, right? Um, but it's so I, so I was out there and you see the, I mean, the, the agents that I spoke with this weekend, it's doom and gloom. I mean, they've empty open houses. Um, I spent a good amount of time with with, the, with with a lot of people out there. Um, 
a lot of agents who are losing their listings in the next a couple of days because uh, they just weren't getting any traffic. So uh, one piece of advice that I can get for, for those of you that have been renting for a while, look at properties that or or that are maybe not yet buyers, but need a place somewhere. Look for properties that are on sale, you know, 40 plus days and say, hey, look, you know what? Maybe I can't afford them just yet. But am I are, are you willing to rent them out? Because there's going to be a lot of that's a transition that you're going to see in places that are not as um, that are they're not as prestigious, I guess. Um, I don't know if that's a that's not the best word to use, actually. But the, the Sacramento, you know, you're going to cool. take in a lot of cool. Sorry. I think the word is cool. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to use the word cool, but um, yeah, I think I went to around 16 open houses uh, this past weekend in Sacramento and two listings, you know, confirmed. Yeah, today's are gonna is going to be our last open house. We're going to rent it out uh, for $2,400, which is pretty affordable for a, you know, four or five bedroom house. Um, you've got people that and sellers still that are. I look at these listings and I, and I it's like they didn't finish painting one room or they just didn't mow their lawn. And it's just like, you know, in this market, especially when it's a little bit of a slower market, you want to make sure you do everything um, in your hands to make sure it's it's presentable to the buyers. Right. So that's that's you know, that'd be pretty. you're yeah. selling, you know, you're selling the sizzle and the steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The expression goes and, you know, what sells here? Here, anybody selling a house, just listen to this. It's very simple. How to sell your house. Make a buyer not have any second thoughts about anything, meaning get all your stuff done in advance. Get all the inspections done. Matter of fact, one of our best sellers, they went down the checklist that the inspector got and did absolutely everything. So -hmm. there's absolutely nothing in the property. Make that property smell nice. Look nice, feel nice, absolutely be perfect. Have the lawn cut, spray paint the lawn green. If it's not green and you get the paint at Home Depot, it's easy. Uh, And it looks better, actually. Or replace all your greenery with the new AstroTurf they have. It's fabulous. We sold a $9 million house that had AstroTurf on the lawn. It's just, there's no maintenance. And it looks perfect and pretty. So that's yeah. all it is. You do that and you price it right. And people, someone will come and buy. And if you can transpose it to a really good school district, that would help. But we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and and that's the other thing, right? You you, you still have a lot of properties um, that are being priced as if the mortgage rates were at, you know, 3%. Um, and as if the buyers were still on the market, like how they were back in February. So, you know, the transition of pricing more accurately uh, for the times, they're, they're kind of getting here. Um, yeah. So well, hopefully. Still, here's the problem. It's 95% the sellers because they think, oh, my house is worth so much more. We had a guy call us, well, our house faces Mount Diablo and it's so much better location and it's on a street with 10 other houses that have the same view it's like no you don't have anything unique and they're all track houses well so so i don't want to blame yeah. these grandiose 
<laughs> visions of what they've done. They put in this special tile that cost them a hundred thousand. You know, great. It's at the house now. You can't take it with you, but that doesn't make the house worth gazillions of dollars to anybody anymore. It's not where it's at. And the agent doesn't want to give up the listing because they don't want to give up the listing. In case they well, that's, what I, that's what I was going to say, Fred. I, I don't know if I want to blame the sellers, right? Because the, the people who should be speaking out is the agents. If you are a good agent, you should you should say, you know, and that's the real estate uh, industry in general. You should be like, no, like, I'm sorry, but this is an overpriced listing. And I think I think we do a pretty good job at saying, look, you know what? That's just not how the market is. You know, we're not going to lie to you and, and tell you we can sell it for this amount because it's just not going to work out. And, and And we're not trying to just push to be sneaky and get these listings because that's what happens, right? You get a seller that wants a price. Okay, fine. But then you got an agent that obviously probably doesn't have a lot of business. So they're like, look, I'm going to say whatever I have to say to get this listing. And that's yep. the game of yep. I'll, I'll, I'll say a high price. It won't work out. And then to say, oh, well, I guess I'm sorry. It didn't sell, but let's lower the price now. And that's just a gimmick. Yeah, the market's changed. Nothing yeah. I can control, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But no, yeah, you know, some of these, well, you know, it's it's the agents. But I'm just saying it's, I think it's more the sellers now than it was before because before it didn't matter you just made up a number um but you know the sellers just they think there's something that much special about their house you know you talked about that 20 million dollar one especially there that's an ego buy so uh you know of course this has this and that and this and that and i can't do it for less because it's you know these great land you know it just goes on and on this would drive. This is what drives us crazy. This is yeah, I mean, it's, time because you know, I we have to deal with you know <laughs> overpriced, idiotic scenarios. I don't even want to get into the responsible returning call, uh, returning emails, and giving us truthful information. It's it's sad. This industry is totally sad, and there's no accountability. <laughs> I mean, I, so, I will say, I, I will say that I do enjoy going to these. Uh, these parties with with all the free food so i don't know and they're twiddling their thumbs they don't know what to do they don't know where business came from i mean we what did we close five deals in the last two weeks i mean we've been busy yeah yeah it's you know because we're realistic and the rebate people are starting to show up because they want the rebate because their broker didn't do anything for them and won't give them back a dime because the company they work for like compass berkshire hathaway and Terra sereno uh the agency uh, blah 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 on and on and on they all have a minimum commission on each side of a transaction so if you represent a buyer you need to get two and a half percent if you represent a seller you need to get two and a half percent for the for the seller and you have to give away two and a half percent as a buyer broker fee and and we're like no not gonna do it it's just crazy, but that's the whole industry. And you can Google the United States Justice Department versus the National Association of Realtors and read all about it. Anyway, uh, Los Angeles, while we're over here, it's, you know, 80 and sunny, clear skies. It's called normal. Yeah. Um, the market here is kind of interesting. The I have a client who's looking in Silver Lake. 
And the Silver Lake brokers still either overpriced by a little bit or underpriced by a lot. But either way, stuff is just sitting there. And this is, you know, an area that's quote unquote cool and hip and up and coming and younger crowd coming in. And it kind of came to a, I won't call it a screeching halt, but a massive slowdown. Uh, and these are houses, say, a million to two million range. So you're still dealing mostly with jumbo loans. Um, so that's an interesting market. Uh, we just put under contract a condo that was listed at two uh, Ocean View, on the be- right on the beach in Marina Del Rey, uh, that we got for one eight. It was one of the worst looking listings I've ever seen. The pictures were absolutely terrible. Um, but it, you know, it was on for like four months and nothing. Um, you know, if you're going to hire a listing agent, ask them to show you previous listing pictures because this was just pathetic. Um, so there's some buyers here. You're always going to get oceanfront. It's always going to be busier. Um, Venice is starting to pick up a little bit. Uh, because the prices have come down to a sort of reasonable level for uh, smaller houses. And there's lots of two ones there. Uh, but traffic is down, and there's still the same number of houses, so it's quiet. So if you're interested in L.A., this may be the time. Start taking a look down there. I don't, I, don't know what I, I don't know if I believe that the traffic is down in LA. Yeah, because I've gone, I've gone to some open houses and I've talked with my buyers, and they said, you know, there was nobody there or one other person there. Oh, and I oh. you mean people, you mean like okay, so you mean like people traffic? I thought you meant like vehicle traffic. And- oh God, it's just <laughs> we we need a second deck on the four hundred five. And, and that's that's my goal living in in the LA area is to never get on the four hundred five. Mm-hmm. When I got to go down to Orange County, different story. Nothing I can do about it. But you know, in traffic, got to get somewhere. No way, no way. Um, yeah. So even the OC, we have a well, not the OC, it's LA County up in Arcadia. We got a buyer looking at a three million dollar house and put in a bid when they had an offer date. He didn't get it. Neither did anyone else. And we waited a week. We put in another bid a little bit higher, 50 grand under list with waiving stuff. And we still haven't heard back from the agent in two days. (laughs) It's like, I don't get these people. Um, But, you know, there was a decent amount of activity on that in Arcadia. So again, it's just case to case. The best way for that you use that you can tell, because look on Zillow, and they will tell you how many people have looked at it and what the activity is, and you can compare that to the way things were a few months ago. It'll kind of give you a relative idea. Um, Redfin used to do it, but they don't do that anymore. But so, so you know, you know what's interesting about Redfin? Um, it's like they have just completely changed their tone i mean you don't see any more 
hot listings and like hot in homes anymore. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like there's just so much fear in the entire you know like industry. Hmm. No, no. I don't think they've changed anything. They've kept the same algorithm of however they figured out if it was a hot home or not. It's just not hitting the mark. <laughs> I think it's that simple. Hmm. I don't know. I, I I'll have to check about that, but I I I mean come on. I mean, you you price you price it low enough, and it's going to generate a lot of interest. So, well, eh, whatever. And they, they also have what we do use there is um, they have a score on there of how competitive it is. So take a look at that on on the Redfin site. So you should be looking at both Google and Zoa. It's the same basic information, but they have a little bit of nuances um, depending on the house and where it is and what it is. So it's another way to help look. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we've hit kind of the majors, San Fran, L.A., Sacramento, uh, Seattle. Our transaction coordinator lives about, I don't know, 30 miles north of, of Seattle, and she works for a couple of different companies. And in the last month, she says they've been busy, busy, crazy. Uh, and the range has been like 600 to a million so it's still happening up there. You want to buy a condo downtown? No problem. <laughs> um, but, you know, in the kind of little farther out, I know Amazon's building a whole giant facility up there, so that may be contributing to it. But, again, case to case, neighborhood to neighborhood, city to city, block to block, house to house, you got to look at everything. You can't take on national numbers i mean so that's that's the lesson there uh are we done or we got anything else to say <laughs> i mean i'm sure we can we, we we actually kept it pretty uh we kept it pretty professional here we didn't we didn't go on any rambling for the most part so i don't know i think i think we've got a good one okay um, i'm it, sure we it, so yeah it's informative and uh yeah it will be on our blog, our YouTube, our Twitter, our LinkedIn, or whatever, you know, all the socials, blah blah You can ping us wherever, find us, and we're happy to help. Or you can go to Ariva.xyz and schedule 15 minutes phone conversation with me and Renee about your situation. We'll tell you about the market conditions in your area, how to be a better buyer. We'll prep you. We'll get you ready to, to jump in if you want to jump in. Um, and we'll get the pre-approvals done super fast. And uh, or if you want to sell your house, we're flat fee. One five seven five zero to list your house, and we'll do all the inspections. We'll take care of coordinating any repairs, anything you got to do. We have people we can get that you pay at closing. So there's nothing up front. Uh, we'll get every inspection known to man done. Oh, no. Did we lose you, Fred? To make sure that a buyer who comes into your house is going to feel confident about the property, which just makes the house look fantastic. Uh, our Renee and his drone will circle in your neighborhood and make your house look beautiful from up top. And... Then we'll take care of absolutely everything. Just <laughs> the big discussion we have to have is what the buyer broker fee will be, but that's a whole different conversation. 
depends on the market case to case, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so happy real estate, everybody. And uh, this is Fred and Renee signing off for another period of time.